believer that dialogue brings direction. So I'm looking forward to hearing what God is going to say today. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. So what she did not tell you guys is <laughs> when I tell you that the mantle is heavy, it's heavy, heavy. Right. Um, and so I appreciate you. I appreciate. Uh, but I do want to please, you know, I believe I, I, I don't believe that um, titles have nothing to do where God wants to take you. I believe that God will make your name great. Right. I know a lot of people with a lot of titles, with a lot of letters behind their names, with a lot of entourages and they have no anointing right? Mm -hmm. They've been fired. But what I do know to be true about this woman of God is I want to read a, a snippet of her bio, because I believe that um, when you Google her, you will see the facts, right? You'll see that she's, she's carrying, carrying weight. So she's a celebrity beauty expert, brand strategist, ordained minister, speaker, author, entrepreneur, wife, and a mom to four boys. And I love how she is it, when she told me she had four boys, she said four brown boys. Yes. And so I really, that was really special to me. So she's a definition of style and grace. Um, and I like to add fire in there because she is a fire starter. If you are someone that needs a revival, she's going to get you stirred up. Um, with over 20 years of experience when it comes to the beauty and branding industry, she has dedicated her life. Um, and I believe that God raised her for this season to coaching clients and living in their best life. How many of you say, hey, coach, I need my best life? today. So she's led um, her, her, you know, her business, the network, the CEO chicks. When you go and you follow CEO chicks, when you join the network, it will change your life. Um, I've watched from afar for probably about six months now, six to nine months. Um, and I've seen the consistency. Um, I've seen lives change and I've watched um, the testimonials of her coaching clients and just uh, the platform that God has put her on. So let's go ahead and get started, Colleen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, so um, one of the things that I believe is very important um, and one of the things that we'd like to present with Dreamville Success is marketplace ministries. We focus on five different facets. We focus on marketplace, ministry, money, media, and mindset. I believe you can't do anything without having the others aligned. Um, so one of the things I'd like to talk about, talk to you about is being a prophet in the marketplace. And I know that you are a prophet. Um, as a prophet in the marketplace, how do you navigate your gifts, your messages, and how how do you discern in this season? Yeah, you know, I, I, I truly believe prayer, of course, has to be the foundation of it all. Being able to hear from God, um, being prophetic in the marketplace is awesome. It's amazing because it God gives you what I call insight on site, right? There are some times that he'll bring things to our, our remembrance. There's times he'll bring things to our our eye gates and say, I want you to look at this and take it in and just study it only for it to be the thing that was needed the very next hour. Um, he, he's a master coach. He's a master economist. He, he is the have all be all. The Holy Spirit is all knowing all places at all time. We have to make him the chief cornerstone of all that we do in our businesses, in our organizations as a whole, in our family. So it really is just just placing the Holy Spirit at the forefront of it all and making sure that your prayer life is where it needs to be so you can have an ear to hear. Um, being prophetic in the marketplace allows us to be cutting edge. 
It allows us to come up with different ways to impact, take a, a message, you know, of whatever kind, whether it's a ministry or it's a, I'm, you know, I could be trying to sell a particular product or whatever the case may be. And prophetically, I will begin to speak to you about how to create a campaign that will impact the, the lives of the people that are watching and seeing it. And so creatively, it allows you to compel people to, to purchase the product to, to, uh, to be impacted by the thing that you're offering. And so being prophetic, it, it almost makes you feel like you're cheating a little bit, <laughs> you know, like, 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 you know, wow, like, I didn't think about that. Or, or I didn't see it that way. And it's, it's just a part of, of his grace and, and the gift, you know what I mean? And so it, it's actually a major, major part of being able to come up with great God ideas in the marketplace. You know, and I'll tell you what, I think it's so um, amazing that you kind of hit on the point where you said that it is almost like you're cheating, right? Because some people will think, okay, well, you're a prophet. Why do you need to, you know, have insight? You know, and I think about in, in the times of old and not to get too over spiritual, but when I think about how anytime someone needed an answer, um, whether it was favor, whether it was insight on what's going on, what did they do? They always sought out someone with wisdom and a prophet. Right. And so anytime there's um, a yielding of an answer that's needed, um, I would always encourage those that are preachers and teachers, maybe you're navigating your way through the marketplace. I'm not saying look for witches or anything like that, but I'm asking tap into that assignment in you. Right. There's always at least a prophetic gift inside of you. And the thing is that most people miss is that they don't activate that. Would you agree with that? Yeah, like what where we tend to think that it should be separate, you know, like, like, okay, I'm going to only activate or utilize this gift when the minstrel's playing, or I'm only going to use this gift when there's a corporate body of believers, but it the gift is a gift, you know what I mean? It, there, there is no um, distance, there's no separation, there is no, once you step on the scene, the kingdom arrives, right? Because the kingdom is within us. So it really doesn't matter where I'm at, you know? So from secular arenas to sacred ones, the gift is there, you know? And I'm so grateful for that. Amen. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for um, just really giving us some insight on the insight. Now, I, I've heard your, your testimony, but you shared with me um, how the Lord really strategically helped you and your husband and gave y'all the insight on how to break the barrier of generational curses when it came to a poverty. Now, I'm a, I believe that poverty is a couple things. It's a mindset. It's a way people think. Um, poverty is a way people live. Poverty is the way people operate. Poverty can also be a way uh, when we look at your checks and balances. I believe in law and order in the body of Christ. Um, now, I do not believe in prostituting our anointings, right? And so I believe that even sometimes when you are a giver, whether it's through nature, whether it's through um, just your natural instincts or your assignment and gifts, that is poverty as well. When you don't understand that because I have a gift, I'm not going to just give it away free. Correct. So can you talk about the balance and how you were able to shatter the spirit of poverty and how you are able to do that with individuals as well? Oh my goodness. Yeah, it, it's definitely a, a process. I've seen it twofold and I've, I've been asked to talk about it quite a bit because I've worked with, I mean, well-renowned individuals that uh, on the outside looking in, you're like, 
man, this individual has it going on. They got the followers, they got the, the influence and things of that nature, but they are struggling financially and they're struggling financially because they, they tend to constantly feel as if they're supposed to just give that gift away or just constantly, especially within our community. You know, a lot of times it's systemic to, to really think that, you know, it's just a privilege for, to be in, in, in the presence of this individual or that individual and, and my gift, I should just definitely give my, my gift away. And so what I have to do with individuals is sit down with them and let them know the financial issues they're going through. It's not because God didn't show up. It's because they did not take in the information and wisdom that they needed to apply and to figure out how to market, you know, how to manage and to be a good steward over the gift that God has given them. God is not, he, he's, he's not into lack. He's into things multiplying. He's into things growing exponentially. And so a lot of times when we see deficit on the scene, it's, it's not because God hasn't, you know, hand is short. It's because we have not done a good job of being stewards over what he's given us. And so oftentimes I have to educate people on being able to sell. We know how I, I say it often, we serve, but we don't know how to sell. We serve, but we don't know how to sell and, and let them know that help is often hired. You know, that we have to be able to start looking at not just not just who we are and what we deserve as his children but also in the things that we desire you know because it's a mindset if you if you come off thinking everything is supposed to be bottom low prices everything is supposed to be you know um uh, uh, favor means free or you know if we constantly start thinking along those lines then when we need to hire when we need to look for help then we'll think that's have that same mindset, but that's not how it works. You know what I mean? The favor will come in just the, the connection, like the favor will come. For me, I look at favor like this. Oh my goodness, there's this, I, I need to work with this individual and God has provided the finances for me to work with that individual. I, the provision is there. That is favor for me to be able to in, in get the information that I needed. I say this all the time too. Wealth is on the other side of what we don't know. And so for me to encounter the information that I needed to break off that ignorance in my life, that's favor. You know what I mean? So, so that when I, that's how I look at favor. When I, I, I encountered it, it came into my space and it was exactly what I needed. It was the key that unlocked the next thing, you know? And so for my husband and I, we had to walk through that. We were the top givers at our church at a very young age. We had several businesses. Um, when, when people at the ministry we were at had a need, we were able to help. We were able to fill it. They needed a place to stay. They needed an extra car to drive or, or anything like that. We were able to to fill that gap. We were the Joseph within that community. And it, I remember the day a prophet came in from Africa and he called my husband and I out and he was like, God has called you guys to be, to operate in billions. God has called you. And I remember hitting the ground and passing out because I literally heard it, wrote it on my seed and sold probably a once, that was a five figure check. And, and we had just placed it in. And as we released the seed, then the word came. Well, what came after that was a war. <laughs> so, you know, what, what came after that word was warfare. And what came after that word was 
were, were things that we never encountered before in our finances, where, where it just seems like things started to dry up. And as things started to dry up, the people that were around us that we thought loved us, that we thought were family, that we thought were, were for us, began to distance themselves, began to treat us as if we had some sort of plague or, or disease of some sort. And now that we had a need, we were really able to, to see with with what God originally saw, if to be quite frank, you know, there were things we were so unaware of that until the shaking, until that time of turmoil came and that time of testing came, we were able to truly see people for who they were. And we were in, at this point, we were in our late 20s going into our 30s. And so from there, we began to really seek God in a new way. We didn't realize that our worship was going to man. We didn't realize our worship was going, it was misplaced. We didn't understand that. And so God put what I say, my life on a fast. I tell people, you know, sometimes you go on a three-day fast. Well, he put my life on a fast. He put, he took away the cars. He took away the stuff. He took away the people. He took away all the things I thought I needed for the breakthrough, for the, for the destiny, for the purpose that he said he had for my family. And and what he began to do was show me that, no, all I needed was to obey him. All I needed was, was the simplicity of obedience. You know what I mean? If I, I remember telling somebody the other day, if I were to write a book, it would be one page. Because when I open it, it'll just say, obey God. Like, it'll just be that simple. Because sometimes people, they, they want to understand, you know, how did you get there? How did, how did you do, you know, open up businesses and become a six-figure earner several times over? Or how do you relocate? and build again and how do, how do you constantly go through these things and continue to win and and at the end of the day it's obey God because what people will tend to do is they'll come in they'll see what you did they see the moves you made and they'll duplicate the moves that you made and I, and and they may see a level of success because what is consecrated before the Lord is always concentrated so therefore people can take a bits and pieces of your vision and see some success but what they really need to ask is the why behind it they need to grab a hold of the principles that were learned, the things that we learned on the journey that they can apply to their own story. Because just duplicating what I did may not get you those same outcomes, right? You need to understand the principle behind why I did what I did and apply that to your life. And that's how we walk away from religion, you know, and tradition that makes the word of no effect. And we walk into a place of true relationship with God where we can hear from him and obey him. And that's the key to our success. And, and a lot of times people want a shortcut. They want a cookie cutter. They want a, they want a one size fits all. And that's just not how he works, you know? Um, but ultimately the, we went through that, that fast, that fast season, it lasts for years for us. We went from having multiple properties and vehicles to being in our last short sale, to moving in with my parents and, and having to be there a family of six at this point, two months turned into two years. And it was during that time that God just began to redo some things and renew our mind in that space and began to allow some erroneous teaching, right, to be like fall away, fall off the scales of our eyes and some of that religion and all those things that we learned. And I remember I came, he gave me this saying because we were so bound, we didn't realize how bound we were to this cult-like um, 
mission prior that he, I remember saying, if it's not sin, I'm in, if it's not sin, I'm in like, like, like everything. It seemed like there was always this, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. But no one told me, well, what can I do? Like that? What is there? Is there anything I can do? You know, like, like you, you cannot raise a child that way. You, you have to show them that there is no limit to God. You have to show them the areas that you can walk in. You have to show them where you can can dominate. You have to show them where they can subdue. You have to show them where they can be the head and how that looks. And so it comes back to being um, a principle-based living. You know what I mean? And because of that, we have seen just the just mundane lifestyle just fall off, just below living, you know, fall off, just, you know, the sick, sickness, I mean, fall off. We've seen so many uh, things that people call miracles, <laughs> you know, they call it miracles, but it, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's the kingdom way of living. It's just God's way of living. And so we, we've been just so grateful to God for that journey. I would not change a thing. I'm so grateful that I can share my story and it helped to free some people up. Woo, my goodness. Hold on, saints. Y'all pump the brakes. I need y'all to put some notes in the comments because I, you said so much, but there's some things that um, really stood out to me and pressed my heart um, and really set me on fire. I told y'all she's a revival woman, right? Um, she'll get you stirred up really quickly. What I heard was you received the war word, but then there became the warfare. Oh, yeah. I see so many times people are fired up. Like I'll never forget when when my I remember a, a prophet came in um and prophesied it to me and my husband. Now you're talking to people that started a company with two hundred dollar laptop, right? And a word yeah. from God to go. Um, and the mantle that we walked in, nobody really knew in the ministry except the, our certain leaders, right? And I remember when they said that, hey, you're going to do X Y Z. You're going to be at tables where by man's standard, you don't deserve millions. They talked about all of that, but then they didn't see the warfare in the season I was walking into was when I got, I received my diagnosis, right? And so the word comes and I need y'all to get this part because there are some, I feel this in the spirit. There mm -hmm. are some of you who are hanging on to your word, but because the warfare has been so hard, the warfare mm -hmm. has been so heavy, the transgressions, the persecutions, you know, I believe that before God promotes, he puts you on a cross. Absolutely. And there are a lot of people, you're taking your cross as a personal um, persecution and it's not because you're going to die maybe you have to die to your own idea maybe you have to die die to your own concept to receive what God wants um, and I think this is me as a prophet before I receive a word from anybody I speak to God first and I receive it for myself mm. because just like God will prophesy to you he'll also prophesy to me about me and we have to be careful when we receive those words because there are good words and there are bad words. There are yeah. prophets that don't mean you no good. Yeah. Yeah. And they will profit. They will they will try to profit off of you. Y'all hear me? Mm -hmm. Not with the E, with the I. Yeah. Okay. Can you really talk about the level of consecration? Because you talked about that oil. And I believe that there's a season and there are people that are listening and people that are watching the oil you're carrying out of this pandemic will carry your family for the next 100 years. Mm -hmm. Do y'all hear me? There are some of you that are walking in some things and the oil that's being produced in this season during this quote unquote pandemic, it's going to press you to promotion, but it will carry your family through the next 100 years. Can you talk about the word and the warfare part? The word, the warfare, the consecration, the, you know, like just 
constantly just taking the, the different issues and things that we all are facing and saying, Lord, I'm, I'm just surrendering it all unto you. I cannot carry this, this on my own. And so um, I, I really believe it's preparation. And I, I can say it in a few ways because I, I truly believe that God is just so concerned, more concerned about changing us than he is our circumstances, right? And so it's what's happening, happening internally with us that he's so concerned about, right? You talked about the renewing time process and so on and so forth. And so I, I truly believe that warfare is necessary and the warfare is necessary because it begins to build us up. Like we, God allows the shaking to happen in our lives. And when he allows that to happen, when the dust settles, what truly needs to be there will be there. You know what I mean? And, and I, I often have to remind people, if you would just focus on what you have, you're going to get what you need. And what do I mean by that? He talks about being so faithful about what we have, like what we can't be looking over here. We can't be looking over there. We, we can't, you know, feel like, you know, jealous or envious about what other people have. We have to look at what's in our hands and we have to be faithful and obedient mm -hmm. with what he has provided you know, the assignment he has given us. And when we do that, as a result of that, we're going to begin to naturally attract the things that he or he originally had for us, right? So there's no need to, to, to be envious. There's no need to have to look to the left or the right of what Sister Susie and so-and-so are doing. We have to make sure we are focused and being faithful over the things that he has given us. And even in times of plenty or times of, of trying, trying times and testing, we're gonna make it through. We're gonna be just fine because we have understand one, that we can hear him and that he's going to provide even during that time like when we were going through that fasting season, those years of fasting, <laughs> um, it, it did something. It, it really got me to a place to where I, I under it reprioritized some things. It's like, man, this is what matters. This is what matters most. And this and this makes sense right now for some of you because during this quarantine, you're like what is really going on? You know what I mean? You may be going through something financially. You may be in a house where you're, you're living with members of your family that God is like, okay, y'all either going to have peace or war. What's it going to be for the next 90 days? You know, it's up to you. You know, where he's telling you to deal with some things or to deal with some things you're going through internally with yourself. So during that time of fasting, God still provided. God, God would show up with a ram in a bush. He would, it was like the, the, the simplest things meant the most. You know what I mean? Like, so it added this, this value to, to family, a value to walks in the parks, a value to going to the, to the bookstores and reading, not knowing that I would be an author, you know, some years after. Like those little things, there was a great appreciation for life as a whole. And sometimes he wants us to be still. He wants us to, to slow down so that we can be more impactful. We can have what I call like just depth. You know, we, we need depth. We need to be full of wisdom and, and understanding and insight so that when other, when we encounter other people, we have something of value to give them. You know what I mean? Like we're not just re saying something off the, the pages of a book. We're talking about something we lived and that we've experienced and we can share um, from those places. But the, the warfare is inevitable for us all. If you have a word over your life, it, it's going to have to be tried. The word is going to be tried and it's going to create a uh, a, a tighter relationship between you and the Holy Spirit, or it should, 
that's the ultimate goal for it. It's supposed to put you in a position to where you rely on God so much that when you come out of it, you continue to, to be in that, in that space. You continue to allow that relationship to be at the core of everything that you do. Uh, and so I, I truly believe that's the purpose for us, you know, going through what we go through as individuals with our walk with God and um, just being able to be consecrated unto him is so important because that too shall pass. And, and if anything I've, I've seen, I'm telling you, success is something that requires preparation. You know, you said an entire mouthful. Um, when you think about success um, and, you, and you talk about the preparation period, I believe that um, we study to show ourselves approved. You know, um, when you are, are an entrepreneur, it doesn't, I always tell people it takes, this, takes almost the same amount of energy to make $1 to make 1 million. Like I, I look at all my numbers every day. And it's important to me because if you've ever lost a lot, you know how hard it is to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a season that I will, I will never forget. And now it's not a season I want to go back to. I'm thankful for God for that. Um, and, and being someone that is a forerunner, someone that is um, a cutting edge leader, when it comes to self-sabotage and defeating self-sabotage. Now, I'm one of those, I was an athlete, I always believe that when we step on the track, we win. Like, there's no doubt. Um, I am a strong believer that, hey, put me against a wall. Like, I'm going to either decree it to fall, we're going to find something to make it happen, we're going to break it down, or either God's just going to tell me no but it has to be him right and I'm not moved by emotions like I could care less you know and I believe that often in times people make up excuses and so if you don't come from money the money has to come from you mm. like y'all hear us and hear as well and I know that Colleen um she probably can agree with that if if you are someone and you're saying hey you know what I lost my job I am don't know what to do. Unemployment, like it's to the point where they don't want to even let me apply for unemployment. What am I going to do? I believe that you have to pick up your bed and you have to run. Now, I do not believe everyone is called to entrepreneurship because they're, they're, that comes a level of self-discipline that most people do not want to um, yield to. Mm-hmm. But when you think about the spirit of self-sabotage, I know there were times where I went through seasons and cycles and situations, and there was a level of deliverance that had to uh, manifest in order for me to stop self-sabotaging, knowing that I was worth that and then some. And, and the young people, they would say all that in a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. You had to get to the point where you know that you're worthy of that. Can you talk about self-sabotage and how... Uh, you know, the listeners and the viewers, they can defeat that spirit of self-sabotage. Yeah. And, and, you know, you have to really work on things um, and get to a place and discipline is, is so key, right? That's what discipleship is all about. It's all about discipline where, where your emotion, you're not led by your emotions. You take them into consideration, right? But they are not what you go that's not the total factor when you're making your decisions it's like well i don't feel like it well there are things that i don't feel like doing a lot but i i I do them because it comes with the territory you know what i mean it's a it's a part of the the assignment that we have 
Um, but self-sabotage are, you've got to, to dine on self be true, right? You got to begin to understand who you are and how you're wired, you know, which is why the stillness this time in quarantine, what I talked about, my life being on a fast, the warfare, that where it was like, you're alone, right? You're not by yourself, but he puts you in this place where you're alone. I didn't have any friends to call. I didn't have, because when we walked away from, from that ministry, all that they 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 tried to put our name in the mud they tried to say all like we wanted to start a church which is so far from our minds um they, they look the saints were lying folks were lying and saying like it, it, i i went through warfare that i didn't even know like could even happen the, the 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 dagger was out you know what i mean and so to walk through that that level of pain um, that was such a, just constantly giving it back to the, like me and God, just like, I'll take it back. And then he's like, uh-uh, you know, then it's like praying for your enemies and praying for, you know, people and, and, and understanding that we have to forgive them. They know not what they do and going back to the word and seeing how he handled those things. So that, that was him dealing with Colleen. That was him dealing with me, you know, and, and then coming out the next phase after you, it's like stages of grief almost. Right. So after you go through all that level of pain you get out on the other side where you're like totally free forgiving them and and realize but yet still what you learn from that situation um as, as you are maturing and becoming a leader and so that was him dealing with me now self-sabotage will come in when i'm faced with a situation that mirrors the teaching right it mirrors the very thing he taught me in that when he i was in in school of the hard knocks just me and jesus you know what i mean just going through the Leadership development, me and the Holy Spirit going through it. What you gonna do with that pain, Colleen? What you gonna what you gonna do with that hurt? Huh? What you how you gonna handle that? You gonna go on Facebook? No, no. I, I I wanted to. He took me off Facebook. He took me off this. He took me off. Where you gonna go now? Who you gonna you gonna try to call? You gonna go? No, no. You know, so it was just like this tug of war, and he's teaching me how to how to deal with this tongue and how to how to deal with these emotions. And so, what happens when you come out of that? You're going to face situations that could be triggers, right? You're going to face things that will take you back, or you're gonna you're gonna encounter that that same Jezebel's gonna come back again. The enemy comes back again. He's gonna he seeks to still kill and destroy, and he just waits for the 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 time and the situation to be right to appear again to see how you're going to handle it and it's our job to resist the enemy and he has to what flee so we're all in this walk together it just looked different for each individual he he knows the things that you know i i was a fighter i grew up a fighter i grew up i don't want to talk i just want to swing and we're going to figure it out later like that was me okay <laughs> so so you you got to understand he, he he began to teach me how to war in other ways through he so my prayer life Life had to be strong. I learned how to write a, a mean letter. You understand? I, I, <laughs> I had to learn how to, how to write some things out and, and, and not hit send, you know? So then it went through those phases. And so we have to go through and take an account of, of where we are. Look in the mirror. We got to look at ourselves and say, okay, God does deal with me on this, this way. These are my triggers. These are some of the things that I need to be aware of, um, how to set up your life with healthy boundaries. And so self-sabotage looks like the opposite of that. 
self-sabotage looks like when you know we know we took the lesson we took the class we got out we got our certificate we were like hey me and jesus i'm anointed you know appointed and, and i'm ready i'm on fire i'm ready for my ministry i'm ready for my business out right and then comes the warfare again then comes the test right what are you going to do so self-sabotage in in the most simplest form is is reverting back right it's, it's doing the things that we know god taught us not to do and, and 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 handling situations in ways that are not favorable to the word of god not favorable in the the different characteristics and and things that he taught us in that season and so that's the best way i could describe it and so one of the ways that we can really combat that is accountability um, the Bible talks about how we're to be the head, you know, um, above only, not beneath, that we are the ones that can lend. And so I surround myself with people that handle situations naturally, like that's not their, that ain't their issue, that ain't their temptation. So I surround myself with people that naturally handle things differently than I do because it convicts me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It convicts me, right? Ooh. And it keeps me in a place where I'm like, Okay, yeah, this is that's the behavior I, I want to mirror, you know, the mentors in my life, the way my mentor, um, the way she handles situations, I, I, I know I can call her, right? So God began to place different people in my life that I can then look to. At first, I ain't had nobody but Jesus. You're here. Okay. And it, it, because he, cause he, wanted to re, he wanted to lay that foundation. But as I matured, then he began to put people in, in my life that I can look to for counsel, that I can look to for wisdom. And then, of course, I'm so grateful for the cross because there's going to be times that I might struggle but thank God he paid it all. I can repent. Repent means to renew, right? Be renewed in our mind and turn from that thought, turn from that deed and just do it the way I know I should. Wow. My goodness. You know what? I'm so uh, grateful. Um, and I want to, I always talk about a mentor. Um, and I believe that uh, anytime God wants to change a season in your life, he introduces you to a new person. Um, and I can look back over my life and over my journey on how the Lord has just really released, um, you know, mentors strategically. Um, and when there was seasons and cycles that wanted to reappear, um, AKA Jezebel wanted to reappear, um, I'm able to understand that I already defeated that and I don't have to repeat that season. So now my discernment is on a whole nother level. Right. I can see a witch from a mile away. I can see one that um, is not 100, as they would say, um, a mile away. And what I've learned is that the Lord will only allow me to be around transparent, authentic people. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I asked him for that. Mm -hmm. I said, God, if I want to be around authentic people. Right now, I'm all for for learning with a colleague, with building, um, you know, in the kingdom of Christ. But what we are not going to do is make me fall fall into a season that I know I graduated from. There are too many people that are going backwards and not going forward. Right, and so when you're at a certain speed as an athlete, um, I know that if I slow down and look back too long, I'm gonna get passed up. Mm. what's going to pass me up opportunity uh what's going to pass me up uh time and season what's going to pass me up chances or opportunities to see my own deliverance first mm -hmm. right and so being very keen on having the correct mentor in your life um and i want to talk about the ceo chicks it's been amazing mm -hmm. right um i've seen y'all's journey 
so excited. I know this uh, this earlier this year, we talked about Dubai. Um, and so we still have that on the calendar. Um, yes, we are so excited. Um, we have some amazing things up the pipeline, but uh, can you kind of share with us what CEO Chicks is? What I know you got something, some tea for them. <laughs> yep, so CEO Chick is a network for aspiring and existing entrepreneur, female entrepreneurs specifically, where I have a team of coaches, six and seven figure earning coaches that will educate and teach on the how to's of business in their respective places. So we have a sales coach that has done multi-million dollar deals for Fortune 500 companies. We have a licensed um, mental therapist that she here in Central Florida, I'm in Central Florida, she's here in Central Florida, she is one of the go-to therapists for hard cases right here in our city. I'm talking about um, different women dealing with um, psychotic issues that may have mur done murder or like hearing voices, like she is a expert in her field and she helps us deal with the stress that comes with success as I truly believe that we all have to learn how to handle success. And what does it look like? So oftentimes in our communities, we know how to deal with poverty. Uh, we know how to live paycheck to paycheck. We don't understand what it looks like to have a seven figure and an eight figure business or more and, and how to handle employees, which leads me to our other coach. We have an HR coach um, that she has done all her education at HR and human resources for those that don't know the abbreviation. And she just helps with the hiring process, the team building process. How do you take your organization from being, you know, just you and your aunt and your cousin and them, how do you take it um, to be on an organization where you do hire equipped strangers? That's where God wants us, you know? He wants us to not just hire somebody because they got our, our spirit or we just like their spirit. No, we got to graduate from that. It's okay to like their spirit and their expertise and they, they have the skills to get the things done that we need done um, and we can delegate and expand. Um, we have a financial coach. She uh, has over 500, no, sorry, $50 million of assets. She's probably at 60 right now. Um, she's a financial advisor for Edward Jones. Uh, we have with us a media coach. She does a lot of branding and media um, and on online as far as like marketing. Uh, she has a successful YouTube channel. They have over 600,000 subscribers for her channel. So in essence, it's bringing women, as I mentioned, wealth is on the other side of what we do not know. So between myself and my being in the beauty industry for 20 years, working on sets, doing things for BET and Bravo and understanding image and brand and how we show up in the marketplace. And you don't have to, listen, when it comes to being saved, you don't have to look good to get through the pearly gates. You don't have to look good to, to see the mansion and, and you know and, and the goal would be with Jesus but God looks at the heart man looks at the outward appearance and so we while we're here on this earth we're going to be judged before we speak we're going to people are going to try to sum us up you know as soon as they see us or by our mannerisms and so it's important how we present ourselves and our brand and our business aesthetically it matters you know I talk about branding a lot and branding is our core belief system it's the things that allow our business 
businesses to, to like thrive. It's the heart. It's what's not seen. It's what's felt. That is a brand. From that place, you build the things that are seen, right? It starts from the inside out when it comes to building up our organizations. From that brand, we, we select the people we want to hire. We select, you know, the attributes that we're looking for. And so the organization as a whole educates the women. Every Monday at noon, we go live and we do live coaching and we talk about all those various aspects. Right now, you, you talked about money in May and, and oddly enough, that's our same theme. I'm not surprised. Um, it's all about money and we're focusing on marketing and digital products this month and just making sure that we are, no matter what our businesses are, that we're increasing our digital footprint and our offers um, that we have. In addition to us doing the live, we have a digital school. Some people um, may not want to do online community and, and be on live with us. They just want the information. So we set up a digital school um, for that as well. And so we have several types of products that are out there to help serve our community as it pertains to entrepreneurship. Wow, that's amazing. Guys, I definitely want to, um, um, we will have a article, couple articles going out today on how you can uh, communicate with Colleen, how you can reach out to CEO Chicks, how you can join, how you can become a member. Um, I really believe in the brand. It's an amazing uh, concept. And I know that it will bless your business and your bank account. Do y'all hear me? You know, I am one of the money coaches. And so um, I, I'm free. You know, it's not offensive to me. And so I always share, I want to share that with you. Um, so Miss Colleen, what's next? What can they expect next? Um, so, you know, next, there is so much that's going on. We're really focusing on doing more virtually um, and just continuing to use the technology that, that God has given us and really continue to do the same things we're teaching, we're, uh, we're practicing. You know, we're practicing and as we're building it, we show all, you know, show the back end. And, and that's the thing. We don't hold back um, in, the, in the network at, at all. Like you, you may go on some some other some other places. They hype you up and you leave inspired and not know what to do next. Um, the ultimate goal for our organization is to truly educate. And so my I'm looking at doing more things online for the network. We have our nine our nonprofit arm uh, where we help to mentor younger entrepreneurs and right now I'm just honestly building helping people other people build that that's where I'm at right now as a brand curator and and the coach for the network a lot of the women come in just they think they come for just one thing and they leave with a whole entire thing and so some of them have hired us for our done for you packages where we build out their community their online platform their online courses their you know their all that stuff where people can purchase things from them so that has me super busy and I love it like I want to do more of that um, so that I could see definitely being um, my focus is highlighting the women that I am I'm sharing my gift with to help them earn six figures online plus hello plus I love the plus 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 <laughs> yes okay guys we're so excited you know the entire month we are featuring 
um, CEOs that are cutting edge, kingdom entrepreneurs, forerunners, game changers, people that were born um, just to really uh, change the way we do business um, when it comes to believers. Now, how can you stay connected? I want you to go today to subscribe to dreambillsuccess.com. We definitely want you to make sure you check out the article that we have coming out about Colleen. We'll also have the replay um, posted. So I want you to share this video, inbox some people, like, you know, it's enough with these chain letters. Inbox them, let them know, hey, you missed, if they missed, a dynamic interview with Miss Colleen, um, the number one, I believe, CEO chick, um, cutting edge, God has raised her up. Um, do you have a website or your Instagram or social media? Can you share that real quick with us? Oh, absolutely. You can follow us at CEO Chicks on Instagram and you'll see all the links in the bio for membership and the digital all access class pass I mentioned before. Um, you can go to CEOChicksOnline.com and you can see information there as well. So it's CEO Chicks with a K, CEO Chicks, C H I C K S. I saw somebody type it without the K. So you can go there and Instagram, CEOChicksOnline.com for the World Wide Web. And then you can also look me up, KalinoTero.com or KalinoTero CEO on, at CEO Chicks. I mean, on Instagram. <laughs> Yes. And what I'll do, guys, if you follow on Instagram, if you're on Facebook, if you're watching on LinkedIn right now, we definitely want you to go ahead um, and I'll tag her in this as well. And we'll be sharing it on all our platforms as well. Colleen, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you for sharing some time and giving insight. We're so excited. Cannot wait to talk to you about uh, what's coming up just to see some exciting things on a pipeline. Guys, my name is LaShonda Gary. And if this has blessed you, all I ask today is that you um, inbox somebody, share this with the, uh, your neighbor and your hater because you know your hater needs a blessing and a breakthrough as well. Again, LaShonda Gary here with Dream Build Success. I'm excited about your future, your faith, your business, and your brand. I cannot wait to hear about all the powerful testimonies that come. If you've received a word today, let us know, testify. Make sure you um, send us a message at Dream Build Success or LaShonda Gary. Until next time, be blessed, grace, and peace. Thank you. Thank you.